0: That teach, motivate, and inspire. And today, we're going to be talking about fitness and natural healing. As I'm joined by Tim Kelly, the founder of Polytope Press and the author of the book Natural Healing Self Empowerment, which he feels is one of the most powerful health books in the world. Tim has a lot of experience in this area and he believes in natural healing. We're also going to be talking about fitness and all of the things that he's up to and what he's done and his big influences. So, Tim, thank you so much for joining me today.
1: Thank you for the invitation.
0: Why don't you start off by telling everybody a little bit about yourself?
1: Okay, so specifically in relation to the topics at hand, which would be health and fitness. For health, I've been doing health research for 20 years, and I'll tell you a little bit about the background with that. So, there came a time in my 20s when I had developed a three-dimensional periodic table of the elements. And I had shared that theory with scientists around the world, got support from about 90 to 95% of them. And then when I tried to get the paper published in the journals, they slammed the door. They were not even interested in reading the paper. Now, I was really surprised by that. So I did a lot of work into global corruption. And that eventually led me to a book called Suppressed Inventions and Other Discoveries by Jonathan Eisen, last name E-I-S-E-N. In that book, there was a section devoted to health, and it talked about suppressed health methods. Among these were the spectrochrome of Dinshaw Gaudioli, the juicing therapy of Max Gerson, journalist Ed McCabe had put together a lot of articles on oxygen healing therapy, and there were many more. So when I read that, this information was astonishing because we were talking about cures for most of the world's major diseases right there. So the first thing I did was investigate to see if those stories were true. When I was finished with my investigations, every story was exactly correct. Once I knew that, I wanted to find out what else was out there that was also being suppressed. I soon found tons of healing modalities that were being suppressed. But what I also found was that individuals tended to stick to their particular method. Someone who was trained in oxygen therapy wanted to work just in oxygen therapy someone who did juicing just wanted to do juicing, someone who did light just wanted to work with light. I thought the public should know everything at their disposal, especially cost-effective methods, because you know, in my experience, not everyone has a million dollars laying around. So they want to know the most effective ways to spend their money to heal. And so I put all of that information together and it evolved over time. It's now in its third edition. I do consider it the most powerful health book ever written. And the reason why, It's because I have not had the common cold in 14 years. So I do believe that's proof that I've beaten the common cold. You can get rid of all allergies. You can get rid of 99% of diseases. And if all of that is not enough, you can actually begin the process of regenerating the human body. Some of that research is actually a century old, like for example, regenerating teeth, but I'm finding that you can regenerate teeth. You can regrow hair. You can, if your hair has gone gray, you can turn it back to its original color you can improve your fingernails, you can improve your vision. Everything is possible with the right environment and the right nutrition. So that's a little summary of the health aspect of the research, but the fitness research actually ties in to the nutrition research because I was actually more interested in fitness at first than I was interested in health. So I've done exercise in a wide variety of forms. I've played a multitude of sports. I think every kid kind of universally plays every sport But eventually I settled into a number of different sports. And then as a teen, I started up with exercising in the gym, worked on all kinds of different machines in the gym, eventually settled into not using any equipment, which is obviously the cheapest way to do exercise. But I found I could get results that were equal to, if not better to working with machines. But that nutrition has a very profound effect on how much progress you're going to make with your fitness training. Some people will say it's constrained by genetics. You hear that all the time from athletes. They'll say, well, your genetics are going to limit what you can and cannot do. It's true to a very small extent that your genetics limit what you can and cannot do, but your nutrition is so much more important. There are things about establishing a healthy pH for your body that will have a drastic impact on your muscles, for example, and whether or not you get the right nutrition to those muscles is going to influence how those muscles take shape. And then in terms of the exercise itself, when you do the exercises, there's sort of an optimal way to challenge the body that involves whether or not you target the muscle precisely. And it also involves whether you combine what's called aerobic or anaerobic exercise. And that's exercising where you stay with your breathing or exercise where you get so fast that you're going beyond your breathing. These two different forms of exercise influence the development of what are called fast or slow twitch muscles in the body, which is like the difference between white meat and red meat when you go out to the store and buy your food. So putting all that information together and uh, at my website for Polytope Press, I have a book on natural healing called Natural Healing Self-Empowerment and a short booklet, pretty cheap, just about six bucks, the Optiflex Fitness Booklet. And I share that information along with information on history and a lot of other things you can see at the website. So that would be a, a brief summary of my background and what the website offers.
0: Well, tell us about, you know, it's allergy season and people have colds and what all the stuff going around, kind of talk about how you figured out how to beat allergies and, and the common cold and and um, any other disease that you want to talk about how you figured out how to beat.
1: Okay, so let's go in order here. I'll go from the small to the large, beating the common cold. Now that to me is an interesting one in a lot of different ways because you'll see these very rich people in lab coats talking about how fantastic their science is and yet the common cold is something that is supposed to be so trivial and no one seems to be able to beat it. What I developed was detox regimen that works with a lot of everyday items. There's a good number of them so it's it's a long list to go through, but it includes things like kelp, black pepper which goes back for centuries. If you keep these detox items coursing through your body on a regular basis, then there's no way that a little thing like a virus is going to knock you down into a common cold. So I just kept practicing with it and refining it. Once you create the right internal environment, the common cold goes away, the allergies go away and the diseases go away. So I'm going to talk a little bit about the disease part of it before going to the allergy part because the allergy part has some specifics to it. But with the disease part, we have to understand that history has gone down the completely wrong trajectory. And this is because of what happened in the late 1800s. So what happened in the late 1800s? Louis Pasteur gave us the germ theory of disease. And I was just reading this paper on rabies by Millicent Morden, and it was an incredible paper on the history of rabies. And it was basically saying that what we know about Pasteur is largely wrong. He was largely a plagiarist. He was ripping off another researcher who was giving us the best information. His name is Antoine Béchamp, and Béchamp offered us the correct theory of disease. It's called the terrain theory of disease. Now, how is that different from the germ theory of disease? As Gary Tunsky, in his book, The Battle for Health is Over PH describes, believing in the germ theory, of, germ theory of disease is like believing in the rat theory of garbage. So what is the rat theory of garbage? If you always see rats associated with garbage, should you believe that rats cause all garbage? Answer, no. Garbage is created, then the rats show up. That's what we need to understand about germs. We create the wrong internal environment first, then the germs show up. So what constitutes the right environment that rids us of disease? It involves many things, but the two primary ones are pH. And I would say that the best way to keep yourself free of disease is to do waking saliva tests of your pH. You can go to just about any health store. You can buy pH strips. And then if you wake up and spit in a cup, dunk the pH paper in there, it'll give you a measurement for where your pH is on the scale. What you want to shoot for is a waking salivary pH of 7.4. That's a, like the sweet spot of existence. Stay in that range and the pathogens leave you alone. This has actually been verified by, I don't know how many different scientists and how many different ways. Dr. Jarvis talked about it in folk medicine at the back of his book. He has a list of germs that are associated with disease and their preferred pH ranges. So when you eat certain foods, they will either acidify you too much or alkalize you too much. In either case, you set the stage for germs to colonize you and for you to get sick. So if you perfect that part of it, the pH part of it, that's part one. Part two is creating optimal flow. Now, everything I've learned about health gets back to this concept of flow because you can look at so many different things in the body. There are six main pathways of detoxification and usually when things go wrong, there's an obstruction. So what are the paths? They are number one, the intestines, number two, the liver, number three, the kidneys, then the lungs, the lymphatic system, and the skin. Each one can become blocked. And when each one is blocked, then you're gonna see a whole bunch of disease that comes along with that. And that leads us back to allergies. Now, I myself did not figure this research out. I just verified it when I discovered it from another researcher. That researcher is Dr. Hulda Clark. She wrote the book called The Cure for All Diseases. In that book, she describes a procedure that can be done with cheap ingredients that you can get at a grocery store. That process is called a liver cleanse. So you follow along with this procedure. And usually what happens is something along these lines. You have a very late breakfast the day you're going to do it. After two, you don't eat much of anything. At night, you're going to drink these special drinks, which I will admit upfront do taste kind of horrible, but they involve Epsom salts. And then later you have a drink mixing olive oil with fresh pink grapefruit juice. You drink more Epsom salts the next morning and all of this stuff floods out of your liver. Now, when this stuff floods out of your liver, you're getting a graphic indicator of your health status. So your liver produces a substance called bile and that right there gives you a direct indication of how your liver is doing, because when the liver is healthy, your bile is this beautiful shade of green. I mean, it really is a beautiful shade, but when you're unhealthy, it starts becoming light green and then it'll become tan and then it'll become brown and then it'll become dark brown. Then it can even become black. But if you can maintain your liver in such a way that your bile is this beautiful shade of green and that you don't have any gallstones then you will not have any allergies. So let me mention this stuff about the gallstones because this confuses people sometimes. A lot of times when people think about the stones, whether they're liver or kidney, they think of really, really giant hard stones. But what they don't know is that before they're large and super hard, they're small and super soft. So when you do these cleanses, like a liver cleanse, for example, the stones will come out in this huge flood. I mean, generally you can hit like a thousand to 3000 stones, but each one is like super, super, super tiny. And they're very painless to pass out. I mean, not to be too graphic here, but when you do this cleanse, you kind of pee out of your butt and all this stuff floods out of your liver. And if you can get down to a point where everything that you pass is hundred percent green and it's less than 300 of these super tiny stones, then you will probably be free of all allergies. I've never had allergies myself. Even when I was a little kid, they say that you can develop them as an adult. I didn't develop them as an adult. So I am completely allergy free. And everyone I know in my circle who has followed this advice has seen a drop in their allergies in proportion to the extent that they followed the advice. And the theme underneath all of this is always the same theme. The closer you get to nature, the more you succeed. The more you move away from nature, genetically modified foods, refined foods, refined sugar, refined salt, refined flour. All of this stuff is unnatural. The further you get away from nature, the sicker you will get. And that's a summary.
0: So let's talk about the pH levels. Give people some tips and advice on what they can do to get closer to that good pH level that you talked about, 7.4.
1: So when you go through the history, it becomes really easy to connect this evidence chain because it runs through so many different excellent doctors in their work. You can start with Weston Price in Nutrition and Physical Degeneration, whose research is reinforced by Dr. Francis Pottinger and Pottinger's cats. And then you get to somebody like Dr. Max Gerson. Now, let's talk for a second just about what Max Gerson did. He wasn't even a doctor when he was curing diseases. So his problem that he wanted to solve was getting rid of migraines because he was just obviously in a great deal of pain from those. So one day he asked himself, what would happen if I changed what I ate? So he changed what he ate and started eating more natural foods, primarily fruits and vegetables. Migraines went away. He ran into other people who had migraines and said, hey, why don't you try eating more natural foods? Their migraines went away. One day, he helped somebody who had migraines and also had lupus, and his migraines and his lupus went away. And then he kept going, and diabetes was vanishing, and then cancer was vanishing. Yes, I did say cancer was vanishing. He testified before Congress with cases from 50 medical records. You can find that story in a Gerson therapy, and this was decades ago that he testified before Congress saying that this was possible. But what is the thing that I find so interesting about his work emphasizing fruits and vegetables? These are the things that are mostly going to balance your pH. Vegetables will alkalize you more than fruits. Fruits are still excellent when you're eating the actual fresh fruit, and then you get your pH closer and closer to 7.4. But a lot of the things that are artificial foods. The refined sugar foods, soft drinks, which I sometimes call liquid poison, are highly acidic. Uh, Too much chocolate with refined sugar associated with it, too much coffee, too much tea. All these different things can hyper-acidify you. Now, you don't have to be in panic over whether a food is going to acidify you or alkalize you. All you have to do is get in touch with yourself and your food. So how do you do that? For a lot of people, it's just a food diary. So eat whatever you want to eat. You can say, okay, well, I don't want to change my eating habits. Let me see if I can keep them. So do that. Just keep doing the same thing that you're doing and test your pH. If your pH is really off target, that's letting you know your method really isn't working for you. So switch, You know, try a little bit more fruits and vegetables. Because generally speaking, those are the things that are going to alkalize you the most. Meats, unfortunately, do acidify you a great deal as well. I myself... I am what's called an ovo-lacto-vegetarian. That means that I mostly eat fruits and vegetables, but I do consume eggs and I do consume dairy products. So you just do those tests. And the main thing that is involved in this balancing act are four minerals. Those are sodium, potassium, calcium, and magnesium. So if you can keep those minerals at pretty decent levels, you're probably gonna have a pretty decent pH. There's tons more to say on that subject and it's in the book, but that's a good summary to start.
0: Well, let's talk about regeneration because, you know, people want to make sure their hair stays a good color. That's why they dyed it, And, you know, a lot of people lose their teeth. So kind of tell us about body regeneration and give us some tips on that.
1: So again, it's the same theme over and over again, just get closer and closer and closer to nature. And Usually those minerals that I just mentioned play a really big part in it, but there are also other minerals that that are involved in it. So because there's so much to say and we couldn't possibly fit it into one podcast, I'll give you another generalization. Everything that leads to regeneration is about perfecting the blood. You want to make the blood smooth. You want to make it non-viscous or not too thick. And you don't want to have clumps in your blood because more of that you have the more you're going to degenerate. And it's mainly because all the cells in your body rely on healthy blood. There are two things that are necessary for a cell to pretty much live forever. Those two things are the cell number one must have adequate nutrition. And number two, the cell waste must be removed. So if you want to understand the basics, the, the very fundamental bottom line basics of what regeneration is, It's about making your blood as nutritious as you can possibly make it. And again, there's just so much to know to do that. It's all in the book. And two, learn how to optimally remove all waste out of your system. And that tends to get us into the the topic of the different cleanses that remove garbage from your body. There's a, a cleanse for the intestine we could talk about. There's one for the liver, which I just mentioned. There are ways to clean out your kidneys, your lymphatic system. That's mainly exercise out your lungs, which you can use a lot of oxygen and a lot of appropriate intake of iron to do that. And if you combine all of those detox methods together, you will remove the deepest waste that prevents your regeneration and you will give yourselves the optimal nutrition to promote regeneration.
0: Well, you talking in your bio about a lot of people that influence you. So tell the listeners about those people who influence you and why.
1: Okay. So at my website, on the homepage, there's a reading list. And I wanted to make this as simple as possible so that, you know, if you were listening to what I'm about to say and you think, oh, I can't remember all that, it's on the website and under the recommended reading list. So, in health, this is kind of a recap of some of those pioneers that I just mentioned. Uh, Weston Price, author of Nutrition and Physical Degeneration, uh, Francis Pottinger, who wrote Pottinger's Cats, Dr. Max Gerson, another obscure researcher who is. Really wish more of a spotlight was shined on his work. Is Dr. Edward Howell, who wrote food enzymes for health and longevity. More recently, there was uh, Dr. Jarvis did his work in the 50s. But Joel Wallach is relatively popular. I quibble with him on certain points, but he's certainly a contributor who deserves recognition. He wrote a book called Rare Earths: Forbidden Cures. He was trying to teach people about how cystic fibrosis and muscular dystrophy could be stopped and the medical establishment smeared him and tried to silence him, which was totally unfortunate because his research in that area was excellent on minerals. Linus Pauling and his work on minerals, Wallach himself did a great deal of work on minerals. There are pioneers in vitamins. Dr. Harold Rosenberg wrote a book called The Doctor's Book of Vitamin Therapy. Hulda Clark wrote her work on The Cure for All Diseases and Gary Tunsky, who I mentioned previously, wrote a book called The Battle for Health is Over PH. But like I said, all these pioneers are listed at my website, the primary ones. And to get even more of them, please read the book.
0: Well, kind of give us a, uh, a brief description of your books and tell the listeners what they can expect when they read it, because you've written several novels.
1: Right. So in the health book, it just goes in order. It just walks you through nutrition and detox and supplements and diagnostic tools and therapeutic tools. Talks about frequency medicine, which is a whole other area of medicine you can get into if you're not necessarily one who is going to master nutrition and, and detox. Although I think because everyone does need to drink water and eat food, you should always get that stuff down. But there are just bonus things that you can learn if you go through that book. And then I, I get into in the end, into topics of stress, attitude, which also influence health, and then get into regeneration and transcendence. And that gets into uh, some of the more cutting edge ideas. There's Again, there's a lot we could get into there, but I'm not sure if we would necessarily have time for that. But there are possibilities even beyond what most people would think that are positive for what, what all we can do. It's basically unlimited the The main thing is to learn how nature works, and once you've done that, you can go just about anywhere. One of the things that we're a little bit more excited about recently at, at Polytope Press is we just put out a paper, just came up in the in the last week on confirmation theory, which is a, a new theory challenging Darwin's version of evolution on the Origin of Species. And, you know, if you read through that paper, I think you will agree that the evidence is so much stronger supporting confirmation theory than it ever was for any other theory on the origins of species. So that's large part of what you would get in the book. You will learn low cost, most powerful methods of all time for beating disease and accomplishing regeneration. And the same thing with the fitness booklet, it, it's designed for optimum efficiency in reaching your fitness goals. And, like I said, these books are really not that expensive. They're very cheap, especially when you consider how much money. If you don't know what you're doing, you're going to pay if you go into the standard medical system. I mean, if you just go for one doctor's visit, you might spend $60 or something like that. And then if you try to cure cancer or something like that in the system, it could be $300,000 and you could end up dead at the end of all that. So you've just put a debt on your family members. So why not learn how to defeat these things for, you know, less than $200. So that's a large part of that. And then the, the novels that you mentioned too, there are just about everything at this website is about an optimal civilization. You know, In my bolder moments, I call it paradise on earth. We have enough knowledge now to end poverty, disease, and war if the knowledge spreads far and wide enough. That's what I'm trying to do. The novels try to do that. The, all the books at the website try to do that. And we do. We have the methods to defeat poverty, disease, and war. The innovator novels at the website are about characters who are showing you exactly how to build paradise on earth. There's shorter versions in the innovator novels. And then more recently we have the, the galleon saga, which is the biggest saga of all time, going through 20 novels, showing you step-by-step step everything that this character does to lead your thinking to where paradise on earth or an optimal civilization is entirely possible. So that's what the readers would get if they visit the website. So I do encourage them to visit.
0: Yeah. So go ahead and give out the contact information, the website and social media links so people can connect with you. And also do you offer your books and Kindle version?
1: So Natural Healing Self-Empowerment, the second edition is available in Kindle on Amazon. But the third edition is only available at my website because I have not liked some of the things that Amazon has done in changing its direction. So I'm moving away from them and just focusing on my website for some of the more recent content, but the company name is Polytope Press. So if you go to, for example, the DuckDuckGo search engine and you type in Polytope Press, my company will be the very first one that comes up. Uh, The actual website, this is super complicated. I wish it were simpler, but it's polytope.ww1.50megs.com. But since that's a little tough, again, you can just try the DuckDuckGo and then type in polytope press. And then you'll go to the website. Social media, I have watched so many colleagues who know how to solve so many problems in the world get attacked and even murdered, to tell you the truth, in social media when they try to reach out to the public with the solutions that are out there. So in in terms of the social media, I definitely appreciate the question, but the best way to contact me is, is at the company website. I dropped the social media presence when I saw how many people were being forced not to share their opinion because there were certain people who were profiting from opinions not being out there. So that's the main way to reach me is at the company website.
0: Well, that's completely understandable. And I understand that you're moving away from Amazon, but hopefully you keep all of your versions of your books because I have a lot of blind and visually impaired friends or people who can't read text that would like to be able to check out your books.
1: Okay, I'll I'll definitely keep that in mind for the future. Uh, Certainly, the more support I get, the more support I will give to others. I am somewhat restricted by resources, but yes, I have plans for that. And thank you for that mention. I'll work on it.
0: Okay, well, close us out with some final thoughts, maybe some stuff that we didn't touch on that you would like to talk about it, just any kind of final thoughts you would like to leave the listeners with.
1: The primary thought that I always want to leave listeners with is that nature created us and the best solutions to our problems can be found in nature, just as you would read in that confirmation theory paper. So many times when human beings have problems, they think, oh, this is just too tough. There's no way I could possibly solve it. But when you look at how nature works in solving problems, that mentality will be obliterated forever. There are an infinite number of solutions to all the problems around you, and I believe The primary purpose of going through this life this way is for us to learn from nature. You have two choices. You can learn from nature, have all your problems solved as long as you're humble before nature, or you can go down a dark path of being arrogant, being egotistical, saying that you're superior to nature and you want to conquer nature and you've outwitted nature. What I've learned from history is that everyone who goes down that dark egotistical path fails in the end. If you want the most for your life, just be humble before nature, learn these patterns. They're way more beautiful than you've ever been taught. And if you go to my website and read the contents in any of the areas of the website, I believe I will convince you that that is true. And thanks again for this chance.
0: Well, we thank you for coming on and sharing your expertise. Ladies and gentlemen, Polytope Press, be sure to check out the books and everything that they're up to. We really need to get our health in line. And it sounds like Tim has got a good finger on the pulse and we need to support and check out those who are doing this with our good intentions in mind and not, like you said, attacking people and just wanting to make money. Remember that the health industry makes money off people being sick, not people being well. So people who want us to be well, we need to support them. We also need you to follow, rate, review, share this episode to as many people as possible. And Android listeners, go to the Google Play Store and download the Live in the Dream with Curveball podcast app. Tim Kelly, thank you so much for joining me today and sharing your expertise. Thanks again for the chance to talk.